What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Science and Stigma Podcast. Uh, we've got my mom here, my brother Dylan, and a reoccurring guest. That would be Sam. How's it going, Sam? It's going. It's going pretty good. Thank you, you for having me again. Yep. It's great. I'm more grateful that you're here with us, yes. spending your time here with us. Absolutely. I had fun the last time. Well, yeah. We have a lot of questions tonight. I and actually it's all different was uh, lis- ideas. listening to that podcast before we came on here and I was laughing all the way through it and then she was crying a lot too but that's all right but uh we're gonna start with uh, a church experience that you had you want to briefly talk about what we talked about with the other pastor Todd yeah so when you came it was right when we were starting to talk Austin wasn't sure like who God was what he believed lots of questions and he had lots of questions and so that came up so we had another pastor and his son that pastor was, his son went to school with the kids since they were mm-hmm. young. And so we started talking about different beliefs and stuff. And you know, we grew up Catholic. Okay. So I've only ever experienced Catholic church. And so I was kind of closed-minded. Like, I don't want to go to any of these crazy, I call them holy rock churches or whatever. I just didn't think that I needed that. But when I made a statement in that podcast, I said, I don't believe you have to go to church to pray and have a relationship with God, which I still believe that. I don't think that you have to go to church, but I had an opportunity to go to a church. Uh, one of the people, one of um, a guy that I met downtown is, it was in recovery. He was a couple weeks, I don't know how many weeks at that point that he was sober, but it was July 4th and he went to a church in West York and he takes the bus. And so the bus doesn't run on July 4th. And we were just feeding downtown. And I said, on Saturday, and he said, I really, really like to go to church. And I said, all right, <laughs> I'll take you to this church. <laughs> like, what kind of church is it? And he says, he loves this church. Like, they play a lot of good music, and it's really uplifting. So I was like, okay, I've never really went to another service. And this is totally out of my comfort zone. But I'm going to do this. Like he doesn't normally ask for anything. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take him. Like he needs this. He's newly sober, just got a job. He's not homeless anymore. He's working. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to help this. I'm going to (laughs) go pick him up and we get there and we go in and everybody's nice. They're serving coffee and everything. And it was, it was in an old school. So it wasn't like in the Catholic church where I saw statues and it was totally different. And we got in there and we sat down. I was nervous. I don't really know him at this point that well. He did a podcast with us Mm -hmm. and told his story. So I knew that. And I was like, all right, well, this is awkward. So we're sitting there and they have this, these drums set up on the stage and people came out. It was nothing that I expected. The Catholic church, you sit, you kneel. They call it, what do they call it? The Catholic Zumba. <laughs> one of the guys said, Kathy goes to the Catholic Zumba where you sit up. So I'm not, I don't know what to expect. So I'm open to this. I'm like, okay, whatever. And they started singing songs. And usually when I get emotional, I just like try to hide it. I could not stop crying. People around me were singing. People were at the front. It was something I never experienced in my life. You said it was like rock music. Yeah, it was hard rock music. Like it was the drums. It was the. 
it was bizarre to me. But what was more bizarre is I couldn't stop crying the entire time. And I wasn't sad. I wasn't happy. I was in the moment where I don't, I was like right there. Like it was, I can't even explain it. And this pastor was talking and he said at one point, he said, I feel like the Holy Spirit is in this room and people are here and they can't even control their emotions. <laughs> and I'm looking at, I'm looking at my friend and I can say his name is Alan because he's on another podcast and I'm like, can you get me a tissue? <laughs> and he brings me a couple tissues and he's like, just standing beside me and I'm just like, the entire service, I cried except when they were talking I didn't do their communion. I didn't feel like I should do their communion. Like I didn't go up and get blessed or anything like that. But I literally stood there and sat there and uncontrollably could not stop crying. And I never experienced that ever. And I'm not putting the Catholic church down, but I never even came close to that in the Catholic church. And I was embarrassed when we left. I'm like, I am so sorry. Like, (laughs) I don't even know why I was crying. He's like, yeah, and I didn't know you well enough. And he said, I accidentally <laughs> touched your hand. <laughs> he said, and I freaked out. I was waiting for you to say, don't touch me. Because <laughs> when I do things like that, I give clear expectations. Like, we're friends. Don't touch me. <laughs> you know, we're good. Right. And he goes, I accidentally touched your hand. <laughs> I said, it's okay. But literally, we left there, and I felt so light. Like, I left there smiling. How do you cry for an hour as hard as I was crying and just walk out of there? And so, like I said to Austin, I got to talk about this on a podcast. I said, you don't need to go to church, but I never in my life experienced something like that. Yeah. And it was crazy. So they said it's the Holy Spirit. So. Absolutely. One of the most ignored people in the face of the earth. Nobody likes to recognize the Holy Spirit. We know Jesus. We know God. And the Holy Spirit is just cut out. So tell us a little bit about the Holy Spirit I was gonna ask. because he's going to ask and I wasn't because I thought it was all all three in one. Mm-hmm. So what's the Holy Spirit? The spirit of the spirit of God. You have God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy so Spirit. It's the spirit. Yeah, it's the Holy Spirit that Jesus said would pour out on all believers. And so Joe gave the prophecy in the Old Testament that there will come a time where God will pour out his spirit on on all people, all people who were believers. So those who come to faith in Jesus Christ are are given the gift of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, when you read the Bible, says it he he's a counselor, he's a teacher, uh, he's a he convicts us, he uh, helps us to discern um, spirits. You know, like when we talk about the gifts of the Spirit in the Bible, like the Holy Spirit is not just given in power, but also in grace, and so he helps you to feel forgiven when you repent from your sins. I mean, he's, he's everything. And it's the Christian, the Christian needs the Holy Spirit to live life. And so you have a question, you ask the Holy Spirit. He's the author of the Bible. He, he literally gave the words to the apostles and, and, and Old Testament prophets that we read today. And so if you have questions of the Bible, like we tend to ask each other, mm-hmm. we never ask the Holy Spirit who's the author. Who gave the words and so the holy spirit helps us to learn and to and to interpret scripture not that you can't ask people and have good conversations but it's 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 all about the holy spirit and he's the most ignored person of the trinity because he's not 
he's not tangible. It's not something that you're used to. Like we can think of a father, right? Because we all have fathers. Right. So we can think of him. Whether your father's a good father or a bad father, you know, you can relate to that. You can relate to a son, mm-hmm. right? Because we're either sons or have sons or know somebody that's a son. Yeah. So you can relate to that. But when you talk about the Holy Spirit, which you can't see, then it's hard to relate to. So you tend to ignore the Holy Spirit and and just hang on to God the Father and God the Son. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So when you pray, do you pray to God or are you praying to all of them? Depends on what I'm praying for. I'm not like asking. I don't, I'm not like getting personal. I'm just saying in general, like when people pray, like do they normally? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I talk to God the Father if, if, if I felt like I I needed advice from a father. Yeah. And I talk to, to him if I'm, you know, sometimes pray to Jesus who, who sacrificed himself for our for our forgiveness and salvation. So sometimes I talk to him and and just either in in gratitude towards this free gift that he gave me that he didn't have to, you know, and he even asked, you know, God the Father if he was willing to to take this cup from him. But at the end he said, you know, that whatever your will is and he went and, and did it anyway for us. So sometimes I'm talking to him if it's, you know, relating to the salvation part or okay. the Holy Spirit. If I have a question or if if I just like before I came over here today, you know, I pray to the Holy Spirit and ask him to prepare the place for me to come so that when I'm speaking, it's the words that he's given me to share, not mine. Because okay. I tend to have my own opinion about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it goes south and wrong. And so I want the Holy Spirit to 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 lead me. And so I pray to the Holy Spirit, or if I'm praying for somebody, you know, I pray to the Holy Spirit for someone's healing or for a word of knowledge for them or whatever. And, and I saw so I pray to the Holy Spirit. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so you talked about, I was re-listening to that podcast that we had with him before, and you were talking about how when you listen to back some of the podcasts, you can't believe you said the certain things you said. You remember saying that? Mm-hmm. Would that be the Holy Spirit talking through her? Maybe. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I didn't go the like, I was open when I got there, but like, I was like, and when that pastor said, I believe the Holy Spirit's here, then I'm thinking, okay, this is weird. Like, yeah. and I felt it. So I was like, yeah, well, I may have just been emotional and we're going to talk about the divorce part because I feel very guilty about this divorce. Before we go there, you, you went back. Yeah. Well, I was, was going to say, uh-huh. so I'm like, I got to go back. Like, I felt really good, and I'm like, I'm going back, and I'm testing this. So I didn't tell Alan that I was going. Uh, he takes the bus, and I'm like, okay. So when I got there, they gave us these little communion packets, and I'm like, oh, great. you know. What are the... It's the host and the wine, the body and blood. of It represents the blood, body and blood of Christ. So they do communion, and at this church, they do it once a month. And so they gave it to me, and I'm like, I don't know if I should do this or not. Like, I was torn. Because everything in my mind goes back to the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. You got to go to confession. You can't take receive communion unless you're sorry. But then I believe that you can say to God, I'm sorry, and that that's acceptable. And you can interject there. Is that acceptable to receive communion? Man, there's, there's so many different teachings on the acceptability of taking communion. And currently my position <laughs> for taking communion, because some others say like if if you're not in a good position, you shouldn't be taking communion. Right. And in my mind, I just can't wrap my head around that because if Christ died for my sins and I'm forgiven and I'm repenting, you know, in the moment, like, cause at the, on the altar, it says in remembrance of me. 
So when you're taking communion, it's, it's in remembrance of Christ. So if I'm coming into the church and I had a rough week or maybe I made some bad choices or whatever, and I'm coming into the church on a Sunday and they're doing communion and I don't take communion, then am I remembering what Christ did for me? Or am I sitting there being feeling guilty and shameful for what I did? Or am I going to accept the gift that Christ has given me through my profession of faith, saying I am forgiven and I remember the sacrifice that Christ has done on the cross for me and I do repent. It's not like I, I intentionally live my life to sin. You know, some people you may think do that, but maybe they just don't know and you don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's, up, it's between them and Christ. So I, I feel like every Sunday, because we do communion every Sunday, okay. that, you know, you can take communion every Sunday. And I mean, obviously, if you're walking in there and, and you know you did something wrong and you're just unrepentant, and you're like, then what's the point of taking it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's basically just what it is, juice and bread or crack or mm-hmm. whatever. And, and that's just my position now. There are some who say you shouldn't unless you're right with, with God. And I'm like, when are you ever right with God? Mm-hmm. You know, outside of the sacrifice that Christ made for us. So that's my position right now is that, you know, if you're a, a, if you're a follower of Christ, if you, if you have confessed faith in him, and even though you made some mistakes through the week and you're coming to church and they're doing communion and you want forgiveness, you, you, you accept his forgiveness and you repent it, you take communion and you remember the sacrifices that Christ made. And then you ask, you know, in my opinion, what I do is I ask them for strength then to overcome whatever that shortfall is so that I don't continue to repeat mm-hmm. you know you know hopefully i can be strengthened to grow out or away from but you know it's ultimately between you and god and and the holy spirit you know and empowering you yeah so that was like that threw me right for a loop right away because they just give it to you in a basket when you walk in of course again to the catholic church like you get you can't touch it you know you can now but like it's so sacred like they're not just going to hand it to you when you walk in the door and say keep this for communion so i mean with the covid like they have to do this kind of stuff i 100 percent get that so i was like i had it in my hand and i'm like oh my gosh like i don't know about this but but even with covid then it makes me wonder how how religious is that sacrament to them if they're willing to change it now well, maybe I don't know if they even changed it for care. I was assuming because it was in a little packet that you foil, you pull back the top, and then you have the host, and then you pull back another tab, and then you have the the juice. So yeah. I was like, this not must the, be not that COVID church, related. The Catholic Church is that what you're talking oh, about? Oh, I'm talking about either. Like um, COVID, Catholic Church is still the normal way, I believe. Oh, okay. I don't know. I haven't been there, but this church I thought was COVID related because they handed it out and it was you you peeled it back oh, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But well, it we was, did the same thing. Did you do? that yeah, so yeah. so i had that in my hand and i'm like all right and i looked at him he was shocked that i was there he's like i can't believe you came back i'm like i gotta come back for a second second opinion <laughs> like that first one i don't even know what i did like i don't even know what i was thinking that time i'm like i'm focusing on what my mind is telling me while i'm crying mm-hmm. like so we start they start the music and i'm good <laughs> like i'm good for a little bit and then all of a sudden i'm like shit <laughs> then this time around, not that I, I didn't cry right away, but I had this shake. My body got so hot. Like I had a heat flash and I started shaking and it was scary to me. And I'm like, oh my God, like, and then I just started crying. And again, I told Austin, I had, I have no recollection, recollection, recollection of what I was thinking about. 
I was just in the moment. Like I wasn't, you know, how people's like, um, and I don't even said like, were you thinking about your son? I said, no, like I wasn't thinking bad. I wasn't thinking happy, but it happened that second time. And it like, but this time I had like that heat just like go right through me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is so powerful. So I'm thinking to myself, so again, he gets me the tissue. <laughs> he didn't touch your head. <laughs> <laughs> he did not. But he gave me the tissues and here I am crying. And I look over and then he's crying. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? It was so powerful. Yeah. And we went a couple times to the park, Castle Park, because they had church in the park on Sunday nights. I'm like, let's go. Like, I was really excited. I felt really good yeah. going. And they, they didn't push their religion on me or anything. And that's what I liked. Like, it was open. And so I felt great going. Like, I really enjoyed going to the park. I enjoyed the church. So I talked to another friend, and she goes to another church. And I was asking her, I said, I'm so used to, like, that rigid church and now i'm like i enjoy church so i said to him i'm telling people you don't got to go to church but it's an experience yeah. it's very lifting so now i want to try i'm going to come to your church should be crying i'm thinking i need to try other churches is it that church that i get that vibe and if it's the holy spirit it's going to happen to me if i'm open anywhere yeah i, I would that? say so but I, <coughs> I also think it's de- depending on the church and what they're what they're into and what they're doing i mean some churches even though they're not catholic but they're christian churches they're still they're and i, and I don't mean this in a, in a in a negative towards the churches but you need all different kinds of churches you know and yep. and there are all different kinds of of reformed churches but some don't leave room for the holy spirit to move in a way that you've been experiencing and so they kind of, what I like to call, grieve the Holy Spirit. They try to contain him. And some churches are more open to the Holy Spirit moving. And those are the churches that you tend to see the manifestation of the gift of, of the Spirit in people's lives, whatever that looks like. Well, they're very open to the Holy Spirit. I mean, they preach. Then he even said that first time, I feel like the Holy Spirit's in the room. Yeah. And then we did a prayer at the park. Um, Alan introduced me to him. And it was nice. He introduced them to me. And the one said, like, I feel the Holy Spirit with you right now. And I'm like, please don't say I'm going to start to cry Mm. (laughs) in the middle of this church. And I started to cry at the park. Like, it's just a feeling I never felt before. All those years I went to church and I go and I was like, I never had this happen ever. It's crazy, right? It's a crazy feeling. And I said, also, like, I know you don't have to go to church to have God in your life and the Holy Spirit or whatever, but... That's amazing. Yeah. The people around you, like it's, and really, I couldn't even tell you who was all sitting around me. Like yeah. I was so focused on what the pastor was saying and crying and not, and just like I zoned into what they were saying, not even them as a person, but what was being said in the room. Yeah. And I, I heard every word of it. It's, it's kind of amazing because when I, I went to, I started college in 2014 and one of my classes in the years that I was going and they, we had to go to either a Lutheran church or a Catholic church or, or whatever, and document our experience and, and what we're, what we see. And so I haven't been to a Catholic church in like years. I mean, like a long time. And so I went to St. Mary's cause what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. And so I, I went there and I walked in, like nobody greeted me. Nobody said anything to me. I sat in the back 
and I couldn't find the literature to guide me through the service and I didn't know what they were doing. And so, and I ended up finding a book in the pew and, and then I realized when you start looking at it, that it's a yearly planner for the whole entire year, what the sermon was going to be about, the song, the hymns or whatever mm. they were going to sing. Like it was just, everything was already listed out. And so I just had to find the date of that day that I was there. And by the time I found all that church was over, <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember sitting in there. It was, it was dim. It was cold. And I felt like I felt alone. And, and I'm just like, wow. So, like, you know, this is just amazing. And then like, I kind of got up and I went to leave. Nobody said anything. Mm-hmm. And I left and I got in my car and, and I went home. And I'm just thinking, wow, so that's amazing. And I'm not saying that maybe there are conversations, you know, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to judge their every right. Sunday service because yep. I only went to one in an amount of years. So, but that one experience, you know, you, you would think that there would be people greeting you on the way in, welcoming you to, you know, and, and thankful that you're there. But that, that experience didn't make me feel like that. But when I, when I go back to my home church, then people are greeting you on the way in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more of a family atmosphere. People are talking and laughing and, you know, then worship happens and, and you're singing and everybody's kind of into it. And then, you know, when it's over, everybody's talking. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to leave right away, you know, and, and it was just a different experience. You know, it, it felt it felt lighter, brighter. The atmosphere was better. And, and so it was just I was like I had complete awe at the difference. Yeah. And, you know, people like people like the Catholic Church and, you know, that's that's up to them. You know, I don't believe in all of their doctrine and beliefs, but it was know. stigma. I didn't want to go. I'm like, oh my gosh, like right away I'm comparing. I'm saying this is stigma. I know what I'm used to at the Catholic Church. And I kept saying, is this like a rock and roll church? What does that even mean? Yeah. What does a rock and roll church even mean? It's you know what I mean? I was stigmatizing that. And then when I got there, I was like, Oh my God. To your point, they didn't know me. This is my first time there. The pastor's at the front door, he's handing me a pamphlet. Go in and have coffee. Meet some people before you go into the service. And everybody, you know, they don't have what we call peace time, where you get, but they're hugging you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Alan, how many days sober are you? You look great. Like, they know about everything. And it was just amazing to me. You're a family. Yeah. And then to Dylan's point, Dylan and I talked about a little bit, but when he got baptized, he said he cried. It wasn't baptism. It was another, it was the same experience you had. Yeah, so tell your experience. So I was, this is when... We were meeting with you, I think. I don't know if it was before I got married or after, but uh, we went to one of Tori's grandma's churches for the first time. And uh, we went in there. Uh, same concept as our church. We, exactly what you just explained. Everybody's talking, and you feel like family pretty much. And then uh, the sermon was going on, and I was literally just listening to words. Like, I always get into that stuff like podcasts or sermons like i listen to a lot of stephen furtick i like i i love that like i listen to it and uh he started talking and he i forget what we were doing because it was so long ago but he actually pointed me out and he in front of everybody and he's like (laughs) i feel like you're gonna do something great or something along those lines and i just start bawling like it was just this crazy feeling of, I don't even know. It's, it just yeah. takes over it. And it, I just start crying. I couldn't stop it. Yeah. And I look over and Tori's like, why are you crying? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, 
Did she it's, touch your hand? <laughs> <laughs> no, she did not. What? She didn't do that? But it, it, it was just like this. It just takes takes over you. I, I don't know. I Whenever I'm in church and we're worshiping, that's probably my favorite part. It's like you look around and all you see is like pure happiness. Like everybody's there as to be like a family as one and we're all gaining knowledge on the good lord it's it's i don't know i kind of say i always say like i love weddings because everybody's in a good mood like there's no negativity there everybody's there to have a good time and i feel like church is along that same line like you're you're there all as one to not to have necessarily a good time, but you're, well, you're celebrating your positivity. It's just positive. It's uplifting. Like she said. Yeah. No, I agree. So Austin needs to go try this out. <laughs> and that's honestly when we got on the whole thing of like me pushing it on you guys, that's mm-hmm. the feeling that I had. And I have it all the time when I go to church. I love church. And that's why you I wanted us to experience of, it. I, I what's it feeling like? Honestly, I need to get back to to going more. But what do you mean? What's when it? you say you get that feeling every time you go to church? It's just, it's just it's positivity, man. It's like I don't, I don't know how to explain it to you. Like you just walk in and everybody's smiling, like they're all welcoming you in. They're talking. You could go walk up to a stranger and have a full on conversation with them, and it's not like anything negative, like. It's not like you're bothering them or something. See, this is why it's important to go to church. Yeah, I'm learning that. (laughs) And, you know, like, can you have a relationship with God outside of going to a building? Yes. Can you have a relationship with God outside of going to the church? It'd be very difficult. Because left to your own devices, how much time will you really spend with God by yourself? And when you're with the church, you know, it's not about a building. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a place you go. It's, it's who you are. You know, you, you are the church. You are the believer. And so it's important to go so that, one, you can hold each other accountable and be, and be held accountable to them. Two, you can learn together. You can, you know, talk scripture together, pray together, heal together. You know what I mean? The Bible is full of, you know, when it talks about when you said about you know you felt guilty because of not going to confession because that's what the catholic faith does but in in the book of james it, it tells us to confess our sins to to one another so that we may be healed and so so does it mean that you just stand in front of the whole entire church and confess your sins no it means that the people that you are family that your church that there are people that you will grow in relationship with that you can confess your sins to and 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 heal from that how do you heal from that because you are speaking out into the open with people who are like-minded and believe the same thing you do so that it's in the light and it's shared and their and their prayer over you as well as your prayer brings about god's healing in your life for whatever that thing is and you know I, i was he was talking about this feeling right the feeling is is the sense of belonging it's the sense of of family, right? And so in, in the book of Acts, when it talks about the believers, it's a title of this passage, the believers share their possessions. Who do you share possessions with? People that you love and care about, right? Even if you don't really know them, 
right? You serve in the community homeless people. Why? Because you care about them. Do you know them? Not all the time, but but you care about them. You have a heart for them. And so in, in Acts chapter 4, it says all the believers were one in heart because they were all moving in the same direction. And, 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 and that's what the church feels like, your family, not the building. So let's get the building out right. and let's just talk about the people. It says all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had with great power. The apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And so all the believers were one in mind. So they're all heading in the same directions, had the same belief, had the same mutual feeling that if if you were in need of anything, the rest of the people that you were surrounding with were going to come to your aid, whatever it took. And and the teaching is that they were all under the apostles' teaching, and so they all came to the same place to learn the same thing so that they can worship the same, pray the same, you know, and, and, I, and don't get me right that I'm saying that everybody's going to be the same. We're all going to be different, mm-hmm. but what we're praying about, what we're learning about is, is going to be the same thing. If you had questions, you ask, you know, and an answer will come, and, and you, so you're always in one heart, and I think that's important. So the feeling that you get is that that sense of belonging, acceptance, not because you're, you know, you have some type of power or position, it's, it's because you, you are a family member, and, and that's that feeling that you get, and that's the peace that you get when you walk in there, and that's all outside of the working of the Holy Spirit. When you add the Holy Spirit into it, it brings a whole new element to it. And it's only done, you know, I mean, obviously you can experience the Holy Spirit, you know, by yourself. But when you're in a room full of people and everybody's worshiping God and and just being thankful, sometimes you don't even need to know what is happening for the Holy Spirit to touch your life. And there's a feeling that just happens inside of you. It happens to me all the time. You know, I I was sitting here the other day and a thought crossed my mind and instantly a tear came to my eye. And I'm just like, man, back on it. What's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just sitting here. But. But that, but that's the Holy Spirit, you know, like the Holy Spirit works in you at all times, but you can grieve him too by ignoring him, which he's often, often done. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. And we have a lot of people that listen to this and I don't want them to think you or myself or anybody is bashing any other religion, the Catholic church or anything like that. But yeah, yeah. I just wanted to share my experience because I never would have put myself in that position and I believe that God leads us to different things. And the bus didn't work, didn't yeah. run on July 4th. Yeah. And so I said, yep. I called him. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to make sure that you get to church because I felt like he needed it. And in the end, he needed it, but I needed it more. Like that was God leading me there. And it was, to Dylan's point, everybody was there. And it was all different kinds of people, all different backgrounds. And to yeah. go with the acceptance, the feeling of the acceptance, they, I feel like there's no judgment when you walk into in a church. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying there isn't, because you don't know that, but I just feel like there isn't. There's no perfect church. Yeah. No. So, I mean, so, yes, you walk in and you can feel accepted. But there is going to be that occasional person yep. that's just going to <laughs> say a word or two, and you're going to like, yeah. where did they come from? <laughs> Who opened the door for them? <laughs> but that's where uh, we like to call it extra grace required. <laughs> <laughs> ERG <laughs> or EGR. No, that. So I I just really wanted to share that and and let the listeners know and 
know that I believe all those years of Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, but I never felt that way. Yeah. It, it, and I'm going to go back. I'm going to try a different church. I'm coming to your church. I don't believe, like you said, it's the building. I couldn't even tell you really what that building looks like right now if you yeah. ask me. The bathroom, because I used to bathroom, but like I don't, I don't even remember. Yeah what that looks like but it was a very profound experience for me and it really did give me peace over the whole divorce thing like I'm working on that I'm struggling with that and Austin wants to talk a little bit about that Uh, he has a question for you about that but I'm gonna keep going so for those listeners I said you don't need church you don't need church like you said to have a relationship but you need to go to church like it's it's a great experience yeah yeah. It's something, it's crazy. Yeah. So it's almost like at the end you're saying, you need to go to church. <laughs> <laughs> if, you want to, if you want to experience that, like you said, uh, because I talked to a girl who goes to another church and she said she received the Holy Spirit on her bed in her bedroom by herself. Mm-hmm. And she said, I got the feeling that you, because now I'm out preaching this. Like now I'm out saying, you will not believe what happened to me at this church. Mm-hmm. And when I went, we went downtown that day afterwards. And it's funny because he's like, what time do we have to leave here to go feed? I said, well, it was like 1130. And I said, but I don't have any of the food. So if we're a little bit late, so they, the talk went a little bit longer and he's looking at his watch and he's like, we got to go. And I'm like, no, we, don't. <laughs> we literally went downtown late a half an hour because I wasn't ready to leave there. I'm like, they'll be fine. Like yeah, yeah. I need to hear this. So I went down and we talk about it and I share it because I think everybody should experience that. Yeah. Do you think people that are listening will go in with expectation of feeling a certain way versus you going in with no expectation just, you see what I'm saying? The fact that you're saying that now, people are going to be like, all right, I'm going to go try this. Like, I'm supposed to feel a certain way when I go, and they're trying to sit there and think a certain way the whole time they're there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but don't they have to be open? That's what I'm saying. I see what you're saying. So you got to be... So now somebody that's struggling is hearing this is going to say, I got to find out what church that is, or I got to go to a church... So I can feel Does it that come way. down to just being open to the idea of church as between the individual and what their heart is as they're pursuing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're, if you're going to pursue the peace without the faith in Jesus, then, you that know, it sense. could be a little challenging. Mm-hmm. I mean, but what about the person who doesn't know the faith, like for Austin or for Dylan at that point? He was just recent, just learning about God at that point. I mean, we are when you we're went. all still learning. I mean, but yeah. you, when you went there, you didn't have any expectation. No, I mean, I, you were like I said, I've been church. to my church. I didn't, I wasn't expecting anything. I just going there because we were trying it out, and we were going for her grandma. Did you ask him afterwards why he called you out? No, <laughs> I'd have been all over that. <laughs> like, so why'd you call me? Like, what exactly did you hear? <laughs> I need to know. Get my little journal out. Go ahead, slow down, slow down. Try to write this down. <laughs> but I, I think on the flip side to to your question, though, too, because there are seekers. There there are people who are seeking something, and they're not sure maybe what they're seeking. And they might hear this, and they're just like, "Well, you know, I've walked down this avenue." found nothing, walked down this avenue, found nothing. Let me go over here and try this, you know, and maybe they've tried it in the past, but all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Like they realized that maybe they went there already prejudging. And so they were closed minded to it. So this gives them an opportunity 
to to be more open mm-hmm. to whatever is going to happen. Because I mean, how many times do you hear something and it does nothing for you, and then all of a sudden you hear it and you're like, wow, that's profound, mm-hmm. right? And so so somebody you know who had been to church before they didn't get anything, and then all of a sudden they show up at church and they're just like blasted. It, it happens, you know, mm-hmm. and you know God knows our heart and He knows exactly what we need at the moment we need it. And some people just aren't ready, and God was, God's patient, and, and he waits. And at the prime opportunity, when you're open enough to, to listen, not just through your ears, but through your heart, and then the impact happens. And then that's when the change comes. Yeah, because sometimes I think even as we were younger, we got to go to church Saturday night. We got to go to church. We miss Saturday night. We got to go Sunday. Then all of a sudden, it just becomes this ritual every Saturday night and are you really gathering what's happening in that church if it just becomes habit and something that you do every week because that's what you have to do your parents made you go listen you didn't listen there you're just check mark yeah you're just yeah you're basically just saying okay I went to church and when you walk out okay that's done that took the hour and a half I hope they don't sing long songs tonight because like we want to go eat or something you know what I mean it just became something a routine yeah and so I think sometimes people get this idea of as they go grow older, I'm not going to go to church. Like my parents made me go to church. It was boring. I don't like it. And they're missing out on what they can capture yeah. by going to church yeah. on their choice and not because they have to, but go to a whatever church that they choose to go to on yeah. their own and not have the expectation. I was just helping a friend who couldn't get the bus. Like I was like, And look what happened. Yeah, I think that was the difference. You weren't expecting anything. You weren't trying to check off the list. You just went in and open-minded. I was actually just praying, and I literally prayed to God, like, don't let this be a church where the people go up front and they heal them and smack them and they drop over and they can't, they don't need their walkers anymore or anything <laughs> like that because that's the stuff I used to watch on TV when I was little, and I was afraid of that. And then, boom, you went to a revival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't think i don't know what they did down there uh, <laughs> they baptized some people oh absolutely let's talk about it the revival yeah so i actually saw that you were interested in it mm-hmm. and then another friend that i met downtown she said hey kathy you ought to come and i was like yeah, okay maybe so we did the not one more run that morning and it took me for a loop. That not one more. We didn't even walk this year. Like, we got out of there. I helped volunteer. And then we had to get out of there. And we went to have lunch. Because I was, like, emotional wreck. Because you have to tell your story. So many people are like, oh, why are you here? Why are you helping? Why are you doing registration? And I felt like I had to tell my story so many times that I really got emotional. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that we saw Kyle's picture on the banner. And so we got out of there, and I was in a funk. We came and did a podcast. I think I cried through most of that podcast. Mm-hmm. It was like a 20-minute podcast. I couldn't even get through it. And I said to him, I'm going to this revival. Like, I, I got to go down to this revival. I didn't know what to expect. I saw the flyer after you said you were interested. I thought, and I even said to him, I'm going to go downtown. I might see Sam down there, and that would be cool. Sorry, I wasn't there. No, that's okay. So I got there. I was already in a funk, and I... I got a free massage. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> they, they, they were given haircuts. They were given free food, snacks. It was amazing. What I took from that is, so when, when you feed downtown, you don't have much time to talk to these people. You see the same people and they know your name and they hug you when they get there. But you don't, 
I ask their stories, but you don't really have a minute to talk. And a lot of those individuals were at this revival and it, it gave me time to like sit down and actually learn. I saw my cousin's daughter who I haven't seen in years. I sat with her. I saw some people that were related to us that I have never, I haven't talked to in a long time and we got to catch up. Hmm. So that was great. The massage was great. But then I pulled a chair up because I'm already in a bad mood and sad. And I'm like, I got to hear this. The stories were wonderful. The testimonials were amazing. Like you could just feel it. Yeah. It was just it the pastor ryan uh-huh. I'm, I'm not sure what church they're from uh i forget you know, he i when i i knew him from the past we went to school together and then i seen him at a servants event and um and i was like hey what's going on i didn't even know he was a pastor and he said he was pastoring but he was pastoring at a small church up that way and then uh, they're doing their own thing right now i forget the, what the name of it yeah, is. Yeah, I'm not sure. But they had a lot of people talking. They had dancers there. I was crying when the dancers were dancing. I didn't have the profound feeling like I did at that church. Mm-hmm. But I could totally feel the presence. And it was just everybody was happy. Like everybody. Even the story, some of them are sad. But the ending, they turned out. There was an individual there who, uh, one of the groups that were there, uh, Teen Challenge, mm-hmm. Adult Teen, teen Challenge, they were getting him to a rehab the very next day. So he got baptized. That was amazing to watch the baptisms. I've never seen that before. Um, mm-hmm. That was amazing. So there was like three or four baptisms. That was crazy. Um, this individual was homeless, and he said he had to go back to his camp to pack his stuff up. He was going to go to rehab the next day. And like, it just made me feel like they really wanted to help people down there. And the words that were coming out and the stories that were coming out were absolutely amazing. And it wasn't just drug addiction. It wasn't just alcoholism. The one guy stood up and I think I shared this and I, I give this guy credit. Like he literally stood up and his addiction was masturbation and pornography. And he made it really clear, not children pornography, but to stand in front of all those people and feel comfortable to share something like that and not worry and his wife stood beside like that that just tells me that that helps people he really wanted to help people and just the music the whole atmosphere was phenomenal and that was a bunch of different religions represented there but just the food and you know the desserts they got the desserts everybody was getting desserts for everybody and it was it was probably over 100 people there yeah i was bummed that i couldn't make it we had our first annual church picnic okay that started at noon it was going to end at four and i was going to try and shoot down there afterwards but people didn't want to leave the picnic <laughs> at four <laughs> and we were still there at like five thirty, six o'clock and by that time i was just spent so spent. I didn't, they said they do it every year is yeah. this like the third year i forget I, I thought it was second maybe third okay. i'm not sure it's no more than three i don't think yeah but, but. I, I know they've done it in the past and i wasn't interested the last two that they went like last year i took a, a little bit of an interest and then this year, I was like, man, I'm going to go to this because I really want to experience what's going on. Yep. And, you know, I knew I knew some of it just from, you know, words, word of mouth. And, mm-hmm. and so I was like, not, not that I wanted to be a part of it. I, mean, I wanted to be a part of it, but not to be involved, you know, just to say. But then, you know, if there was a need that I could fill, you know, at some point down the road, you know, next couple of years, then I, I wouldn't mind. Because I want to be able to get involved in stuff mm-hmm. like that. There was different booths there. So there was different organizations definitely there. 
supporting their groups. Uh, I can't remember them all. It was Teen Challenge was there. Um, something Connections was there. Loved that the barbers were there giving haircuts. These people just felt beautiful. Yeah. I mean, that's what made me happy. They would come over. Um, Joe's brothers had was the big brother, big little brothers program a long time ago. And mm-hmm. the wife of the, the boy that he represented was there. And she saw me before her haircut. And she ran over to me afterwards. And she's like, how do I look? Like, do I look good? And they just appreciate everything. It really puts you in a place where you can be so grateful for what you have because they're grateful for everything that they had. Like it was the best meal that they had, you know, Hey Kathy, like it's chicken. Like it's, it's a potato. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. You know, we got soda today instead of water. And like, it it just melts your heart that people can be so appreciative. One of the funny things is they gave door prizes. And in my mind, I'm thinking, this isn't cool. Like I always go to that part, like, okay, they're going to sell these gift cards. They're going to get wrong things, but the intentions there is good. Mm-hmm. Well, the one guy that was sitting next to me, he's like, his name got called. And he goes, Kathy, look, look what I got. And he opens it up and it's three rabbit bus passes. <laughs> and nice. I said, do you ride the rabbit? He says, I don't really. He said, but there's a trick to this. He said, if it's three, I'm getting there. I'm getting back and I'm getting there. Now I got to pay to get back. <laughs> he said, this is a marketing thing. <laughs> um, I said, well, I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, well, creative but, guy. Yeah, but I encourage, like, I don't know revivals. Do they just happen different places or? It's all on. How do you get to them? To, <laughs> to revivals or how do you get how to How do you find where they're at? Or when they're having them. You can Google it. Okay. Just Google different places that are having revivals. See, I have a different interpretation of revivals. Like, okay. Like, I believe that to be a revival. But I I want to be a part of a revival that's, that's just ongoing. It, it doesn't ever stop. It just keeps going. Like, when I, like I, a couple of years ago, I asked our congregation, what is your definition of revival? And automatically, they think of, like, tent meetings. You know, old school tent meetings mm-hmm. where you come and you bring all these high, powerful preachers in and everybody's like charged up for two, three weeks or whatever. And, and then everybody goes home and then the revival's over. Mm-hmm. And what about a revival that just keeps going? And part of what I think they're doing is that, is that that's the revival that can keep going. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not just, you know, something that happens for t- two weeks or something. It's, it's a lifestyle because if you follow... Um, Ryan and his wife, you know, they, they're doing more than just that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they just had um, a revival at some farm where they had speakers come in. And so they're constantly just doing things. And so they're living out this revival. And that's what we should be searching for is, is just this revival that just keeps happening, you know, not just for a moment. You know, you don't get charged up for two or three weeks just to go back into your ordinary life. Like it's supposed to be life changing. And that's what I believe they're doing. Right I think now. I think they're involved. I'm not sure. I meet different people in different organizations, but I'm pretty sure they're the group that goes into Cherry Lane on Tuesday nights. They might. I'm not sure. And, and give and feed. I think they have volunteers. I think they participate in that as well, where they go in on Tuesday nights. Yeah. And that's part of what I think, you know, the body should be doing is more of that. You know, we got, I think there is a time period where we got stuck into our building and so we got all these beautiful buildings sitting around, mm-hmm. but no activity in the communities. 
Mm-hmm. And so I think more activity in the communities will help change, you know, the outcomes that our communities are facing. Yeah, I think it's amazing. I think there's a lot of stigma out there. Um, we did podcasts on the homeless. Austin was down there with me a couple of times now, what, two or three times? It was two. And it's fun. Yeah. And you meet different people. And and it's all walks of life. They're not necessarily homeless. I call them the people in need, but they're funny. And they yeah. have stories. And Austin was laughing. <laughs> so why don't you have a whole lot of time to talk with them? Because you're, you're like getting the meal ready. So, um, there's always peanut butter and jelly and there's a water and there's a salty snack and a sweet snack. And that comes prepared. Uh, we have a one church that does it every Sunday mm-hmm. for us in between their services. And then Saturdays, different groups, like we had a soccer group come or whatever. So those are already preset, but then you bring meals and the meals have to be they're in like crock pots or big roaster pans or whatever. And so you have to put them in. Then you have to put them back in the bag and then you have to hand them to somebody to hand to the people. So if you're back putting the macaroni in or the barbecue or the hot dogs or whatever, because of COVID, you have to be so much, our tables are between us so that we don't Mm -hmm. get close. And so we don't have time because there's a long line. Sometimes this week there's a big line. Sometimes there's not any line at all. So you don't really have time to talk to them. Some of them hang around and help us clean up at the end. But for the most part, when you're there, it's just like pumping it out, getting them what they need so that they can move on their way. And hmm. so, and we don't always have the help that we need. So hmm. we run short sometimes. So, and you try to work through different organizations in York. Is that? Yeah, we, yeah, we have, um, we have a rehab that comes frequently. We have a church that comes frequently. Uh, the one church, like I said, and I don't, I forget the name of her church now. Lindsay, her church does it every Sunday. Mm-hmm. They don't come and help. They prepare the food. So they prepare the peanut butter and jelly. And she either brings it in the church truck or the guy who runs the program, Mike, goes and picks it up. So, and then we get people volunteer, um, just individuals sometimes that come to help or cook. I mean, we cook burger here one night and we get donations and it's basically one guy who started it. He had a podcast, York Giving Helping Hands, and he's been doing it for a while now. But COVID has made a change. So now mm-hmm. he's trying to get back to where you're serving the people. So the tray's going down and they're telling you what they want, what they don't want. So is it one particular place or do you visit a couple different places? It's at the same place. It's down by the transfer center mm-hmm. between um, Market Street and King Street. Is that King Street over there, I think? It's in a parking lot, a business parking lot, right on Market Street, right after the bridge coming into the square. Right. Is that the helping hands that were sitting right there on the Y corner at one time in the city? You talked about that. You said York helping hands. York giving helping hands. This is He just strictly comes on weekends, Saturdays and Sundays and feeds. Mm. He doesn't do any outreach program or anything like that. Yeah, because I remember there used to be uh, helping hands in the city and um my wife was in connection with them and there used to be a guy there that would lead us out and we would hit um two or three different spots in the city where the homeless would come and and get meals and um but i forget his name now he's he's passed away since yeah but it was called helping hands and they were sitting right on penn street and um i want to think i want to say college avenue or king street i'm not really sure there's there's so many different groups that go out and we, we learned 
we learned through Mike that they're territorial. So these people, these homeless people are very territorial. So the ones that come to our group mm-hmm. only come to our group. If we were to move our, our feed center to another area, we wouldn't see those people. We would see another set of people. Really? Yeah. It's interesting how we learned all this. So like Mike always says, you know, people say, why don't you move around? And he said, because we're serving this group of people, this group of people depends on us to be here on Saturdays and Sundays. And it's true. If I walk at work during lunch and I go up further, it's a different set of people sitting up there versus what's down by the rail trail. And they told us that we learned that. And, and one of the things that I, I understood by one of them is they have everything they own in their backpacks and things. And so when they come in like this tribe, if one of them has to leave for any reason or whatever, they know that their belongings are going to be okay with their friends. Right. So it's very interesting how that whole scenario works out. Jeez. I didn't know any But yeah, I mean, we, yeah, it's crazy what mm-hmm. you learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so... Yeah, so the revival was good. It's good. Um, I have to make it a point to make it to next year's down there. Yeah, so. it's an all-day event. Yeah. All-day event. So, yeah, it was really good. I'm going to go again. I would love to go again. And to your point, they don't hire highly paid speakers. Yeah. These are individuals who are from York. Most of them are from York and tell their story. Yeah. I think they're better. I mean, not that I don't like hearing, you know, these high-profile speakers, and I, mean, I think they are good at what they do, but sometimes just hearing a, a real-life story is, is very powerful and moving. Mm. Absolutely. So. Okay, and then just one other thing, because you mentioned that before the podcast, you're getting a website for your church together. Yes. Do you have the name of it or what it's going to be? Yes, our, our church name is Journey of Faith Church, and we are located in Lancaster City. And our address is 9 Eisenhower Boulevard, Lancaster, PA, 17603. And when are your services until your website's up and running? Uh, Our services are every Sunday uh, starting at 10 a.m. to 1130-ish. And and the ish is sometimes the pastor likes to speak a little long. And it's always a good message, though. Okay. I bet it is. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing, coming tonight. Uh, We appreciate it. Thanks for taking time out of your night to come talk to us. Well, I appreciate you guys having me back. Thank you. So, thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. This is Science Singer Stigma Podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. See ya. So, Austin wants to go into his question. (laughs) 